everybody and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by a 120 power star rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 229 are open. Today on the show, there's some brand new Mario Kart DLC coming out. We're going to be zipping around some Mario Kart tour tracks. Isn't that going to be exciting? And Bryce, he's had a bloody big weekend with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. What a bloody, what a bloody champ. He, he's barely even slept, but he's here to talk about maybe one of his favorite games this year. I don't know. I hope it is because he's been anticipating it. Bryce, how are you going, my friend? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Excellent. We're, we're doing this online again. Yes, yes, we are. Just something, something different. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we don't have any internet issues like we um, usually do. I feel like I can talk to other people on the other side of the world without internet issues, but for some reason, we get both rural Australian internet, we get them on both sides. It's just a, it's a no-go, but fingers crossed, eh? Mm, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully, but uh, our internet's done worse, so... <laughs> it's done worse find out. It sounds like it's killed someone or something, like it's done... It has, it has, it, you know, killed my family. Mm. Yeah, that's that's sad. I got to be, you know. I remember when that happened, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I took you out for a pizza, and you know, you got over it. But <laughs> <laughs> house was on fire. The router jumped out the window and escaped. Bastard, mm. bastard. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with this. Uh, yeah, the internet's fine. Let's, let's go with it. Uh, a bit of housekeeping before we start. Um, if you'd like to check out Encore at the House of Mario, uh, one of my good friends and I did a review discussion about Stray, talked about the spoilers, all of that fun stuff with my friend Josh from Nintendvania. I felt like talking about that game because I really, really enjoyed it. It's only on PlayStation and PC, but it is what it is. I can talk about whatever games I want. God damn it. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh listen to this man. It's really pricking up his ears now. Yeah, but I am a bit of a prick sometimes. It's true. Am I a bit of a prick? Yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and also, also, we've had a massive backlog of uh, Crack and Furfies, which is our news commentary comedy podcast, where three of my friends and I, we get together and just try to trick each other with some fake news stories uh, amongst some real stories. And we're basically putting out the backlog every two days so if you'd like to go and check out that on podcast services you're more than welcome to we would appreciate it that's pretty much it so bryce it's been a big sort of big week on the lead up to xenoblade chronicles 3 you're a big fan of the series smashed out every game pretty much i believe yes yes i have yeah yeah so let's jump straight into it i'm actually really keen to hear your thoughts on this you've we're talking before the show you've put how many hours have you put into the game 18. 18. Yeah. Jeez. And that, keep, keep, keep that in mind. I've worked every day since it's released too. So. Mm. Yeah, because when you said, yeah. oh, I've been working, I'm like, oh, like he might have put, you know, Bryce usually, he, he's pretty good. So he pushes like 10 hours, but he pretty much, he almost doubled that, my expectations. So congratulations, Bryce. Well done. It's probably been the, it's probably been um, the first time in a while you've actually picked up your Switch in any like noticeable way for a while too. Yeah. 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 That's correct. Yeah. Um, it uh, definitely was was quite the wait for this to uh, happen. I, I'm I'm kind of glad that it uh, come out a, a little bit earlier. Uh, <laughs> so I mm. guess uh, there's some saving grace for that. Um, I'm enjoying my time so far. Uh, I'm nowhere I, I, from what I could tell. I'm nowhere near finished, and there's still heaps heaps of stuff I got to do. But um, 
for initial impressions, I guess, uh, they really lean back more into the feel of the original mm. uh, than they do 2. So with with 2, I love 2. 2 is one of my favorite games on the system by far. Um, just for its combat system alone, like its combat system is very solid. Um, and I enjoy it even now, like playing all the rest of them like it's still probably my favorite combat system uh, combat system out of all of them mm. um but um something that people didn't like about two too much at least people who were xenoblade chronicles fans didn't like about it too much is that they went quite anime tropey in uh two yeah um which can, can turn some people off personally it doesn't bother me um i i don't think a lot of people envisioned xenoblade chronicles becoming anime tropey or like anime at all because a lot of people seemed really pissed off about like the art style change and stuff um but personally never really bothered me two was a fantastic game i love two i think it's got a lot of character a lot of style um and three sort of lends itself more back to the feel of the first game where things are a little bit more dire in situation i suppose or you know, a little bit more apocalyptic in that sense where, you know, there seems to be fighting going on all the time. Um, and I think I think it's nice. I think it's it's, it's good that it's sort of come full circle, but it's also got a, lot of, got a lot to answer for because technically this is supposed to be like the saga's end. Um, they've said that it's not the last Xenoblade game, but it's the end of this saga. So I haven't really gotten to the point where I'm just like, oh, okay, I can start to see things wrapping up now. But there is a lot of like questions buzzing through my mind as like things become similar and landscapes become similar. Um, When uh, when I talked about two, I said how uh, the ending could signify something greater for three. And most of what I have thought has come true so far, but in a vastly different way than I thought it would. Okay. So um i didn't really pay much attention to the stuff leading up apart from the trailers and the trailers alone was enough to make me go oh you know what this is actually kind of like it's it's what i thought but at the same time not in the way i expected it so i'm waiting to see how that all plays out and i'm very keen to sort of like continue pushing the story until i can sort of understand um what has happened to this uh, to the end of this saga why is it why has it gotten to the uh, to the place in time that it is uh there's a couple things from like futures rewritten and stuff like that in definitive edition that are pertinent to this um in some way uh but overall i think it is it is um sort of just like a real wait out for me to see how quickly i can go um and uh <laughs> you know learn everything that i need to i suppose i'm not struggling too much in terms of combat though i will say um like gameplay wise a lot like they do say you don't need to play this game if you uh haven't picked up a xenoblade before um that still remains true i think the story is very much within its own world and stuff like that however you are going to struggle if you don't respect rules that xenoblade players have been following since the first game right yeah so it's it's more like mechanical than story base where you'll be jumping into the deep end 
Yes. Mm. Um, so, like, usually there's, you know, three characters, maybe four on screen you're controlling at a time in, in most. This time is six. It's a flat six plus a seventh that's, like, uncontrolled. Um, you can always have a seventh with you that's uncontrolled. Uh, so there's a lot going on at screen at once. You know, you've got AOE circles down on the floor. You've got numbers everywhere. Now you can like dime it down a little bit, um, which is good, but also, you know, meh, <laughs> it doesn't really help all that much. You still got to pay attention to like all the hot bars that are all over you, all over your HUD and stuff like that. And sort of, Going into this game and knowing the generalistics of like the combo system um, and chain attacks and stuff like that, knowing all those things is handy. It's super handy, uh, and it will get you through at a much quicker pace. I'm I'm going pretty fast at the moment. I think for what it's worth, um, I am going to take a break once I hit a certain point from the story and just go around and do a bunch of exploring. Um, but at the moment, I'm sort of interested on when the story is going. Uh, so I've just been sort of like nonstop going through. I haven't really had to take a break to grind because I'm very familiar with the game's mechanics. Uh, so that's no no real issue there for me whatsoever. Um, it's kind of interesting because uh, there has always been like a four a four stage crowd control system where it's like break, topple, you know, days, et cetera, et cetera. They've actually put both of them from xenoblade chronicles 1 and xenoblade chronicles 2 in here so they fork off after topple it's like break topple and then it's um days and um break topple days and burst and then it's break topple launch and smash and both those combos do things differently and stuff like that which is interesting um but both of those both of those concepts are from either xenoblade one or two um half of your party members on each either side because you play as uh three from one faction and three from the other and they're all on field at the same time um three of those characters are cooldown based so they have like a time that their skills reset whereas the other three have uh, like action-based resets. So how many times you hit something before your skills are reset, which is a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 thing. So you've got a Xenoblade, like a set of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 acting people that act based on time and the others based on actions and how you recharge their arts and stuff like that is going to differ because of that. So really this game has just made like a big pertinent point of we're smashing the two games together, which, um, you know, without sort of going into it too much, is what it suggested at the end of two that the two worlds were coming together. Uh, you can literally get spoiled that by the cover art. It's right there. Um, if you put all three of the cover arts together, um, you will see exactly sort of where it's ended up. You can, so it's, it's not too spoilery. You can literally look at all three cover arts and go, Oh, Oh, so <laughs> yeah. So basically they've smashed a lot of these concept together, uh, concepts together for both games. Cause both, both like, you know, concepts from both worlds are smashed together. So um, it is pretty interesting for somebody that has finished both to see those things and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I understand this because I've played this one. Oh, I understand this because I played this one. Um, and it's not too big of a deal. And then it throws its own little bit in the, into the mix as well. So you're going to learn, like, a lot as a veteran player, you'll know most of this stuff. It's right there. 
you'll understand the concept, the concepts of the battle system right up. Um, but for new players, I do recommend at least like learning a few general general key terms um, when it comes to combat systems in Xenoblade games, just so that you're not confused as shit when you hit it, uh, because it is very much we are putting two old combat system in ways into this and adding in some more that's three's flavor um it's like it's you know it's fucking soy sauce or whatever anyway <laughs> um so like it, it's interesting in that part um the landscapes are fucking like i've played both on the tv and in handheld um handheld operates better than what two did uh at a much grander scale so that's very good um and on the TV, it looks fine. I think I've, I've still yet to get to like the real um, gorgeous. Uh, I mean, there's been a one or two, but like like the real gorgeous, like really luminescent type areas, which Xenoblade always seems to have one or two of, and um, to sort of get get like that real sense of um, like, whoa, that's magical. Uh, but um, like the environments and stuff like that, they're huge. They're huge in this monolith of, again, managed to completely shake it up um, and push the switch to its limits even further. Um, with two, I don't think they were giving this, given the significant time, like granted that they were working on Breath of the Wild um, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at the same time, while also trying to learn to work with new hardware. So Xenoblade Chronicles 2 did suffer a lot of problems that I can totally see uh, from, you know, perspectives that uh, don't surprise me whatsoever. But um, that being said, now that they've had a couple of extra years for the system to sort of bubble and boil, uh, Monolith have managed to break the boundaries again in such a fucking, like, splendiferous way that I'm, sometimes I'm hard-pressed to believe that it is on the handheld itself. Um, if it weren't for Breath of the Wild, I I would not be able to believe it. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, Breath of the Wild existing as it does uh, is already a technical impressive marvel from, you know, day one. Uh, that being said, like, you know, there's still giant monsters in Xenoblade that are roaming the place. There's still, like, a pretty big skybox for what it's worth. Um they have a very big sense of making things look grand. Like there's big ancient structures that you can see. And if there's a place in the distance, you can go there. Um, you know, you see like a big, uh, like a big structure of mountains, uh, which I'm, you can see it on the cover art, but like there's a moment in time where you see the thing on the cover art, you look at it and you're like, that's over there. Holy shit. And then, like, you know, you want to go that way, and you do, and, like, the sense of distance is there. Like, it feels like you're traveling towards it. It's not like, oh, hey, you get into a zone, and then you just, like, skip half the distance, and it's right in front of your face. It's not. Um, it is, you know, it has a good sense of scale. Uh, and I think overall, just, like, as a package, it's it's turning out super positively, and I really, I, I'm really intrigued to get to the end of it. Um, knowing that this will be the end of a saga that I didn't necessarily pick up until uh, X. X was something where I was like, okay, um, I can't really go back to the Wii. 
and play uh, Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii. But what if I play X? I play X for a bit. I'm like, whoa, this is a fucking technical marvel for the Wii. It was amazing. Um, but then when 2 was coming out, I was like, okay, I'm going to play 1. So I played 1, fell in love with it, played 2, fell in love with it. So it's only really been like within the Switch's life cycle where I've been like, holy fuck, I can make a really huge appreciation for this series. And all three of them, uh, all three of the first, the uh, major titles, I should say, are on Switch. Uh, so it's just, it's phenomenal to me that like it's, this saga is coming, this, uh, this saga is technically coming to an end, um, as to where it is. Um, my, uh, initial impressions are high. I have a lot of faith in Monolith, uh, soft to do what they're typically doing. Um, so I'm very keen to see how, uh, how far they push it from here and yeah, how they're going to tuck up my heartstrings, I guess. Sounds like you still got a few more weekends to go anyway. I think I think it's going to... Some reviewers said they spent up to 150 hours in it. So whether whether, oh, yeah. whether they were doing like every single side quest, I don't know. I didn't actually read any because I don't... I don't typically read reviews on Nintendo games, to be honest. I sort of just keep away um, mm-hmm. just to talk about it myself. But obviously, I'm not talking about this. I've got no idea. But I'm happy that you're enjoying it. It sounds like it's um, pretty much what you're after. And what you said about like the combat system, I could like... Obviously, it's very like complicated if you're jumping straight into the third installment. But are you getting like heaps of tutorials? Are they trying to hold your hand, or are they like, look, this is the third game, F- figure it out for the most part. You've you've been here, you've done this. No, so it is made with the intention that anybody can pick up and play at any point in the series, which is the genius of it. I think that yeah, it absolutely is like that as a series. I think that you're going to get a lot more, especially being the third game and in the position it's in, I think you're going to get a lot more contextuals if you play uh, the two games before this one, for sure. But I'm pretty confident that they'll craft an experience that is, like, new player friendly. Um, the tutorials, like, as as bane as they can be for some people, but, like, Xenoblade 2 did them, like, egregiously. I feel they don't they aren't too bad with them in this game. Um, there's still a lot of them, but I mm. don't feel like any of it's non-necessary because I've had to go back and I'm just like, I need to sort of understand this a little bit more. So I've looked up like a YouTube video or something um, like regarding the combat system just to sort of like get the finer details of things. Like, uh, what's a good example? Like maybe like in the chain attack combo or whatever, there's like in chain attack now, there's a whole lot of uh, like small nuances to it to make your chain attack go longer. Whereas in two, it was basically like, you use the opposite element on an orb like Pokemon to break it. And that will make your chain attack go longer. Uh, It was really simple to understand, but like chain attacks in this, they have like multiple options. You can use different characters at different times and using like, math and like a miniature <laughs> equation in your head oh no you, not math yeah yeah math <laughs> and you, you can you can push it you can push it beyond its limit it's beyond its limits it's not necessary but that's what xenoblade's always been good about is that like it's it's got a relatively decent skill skill floor um where yeah you're gonna have to like learn it but it's not too punishing once you have learned it but the skill ceiling for like pumping out and cranking out the highest numbers is huge and requires math. So, um, you know, there's, there's something for everybody of like every dedication level pretty much. And I think that's admirable. Uh, and I think, um, 
you know, with the tutorials and stuff like that, I think most of them are, are pretty, you know, relevant to the actual content uh, and maybe the changes that have, have occurred or, um, yeah, what have you. I, I think it's I think it's all relatively necessary. Mm. So far, anyway. We'll, we'll see what happens down the line. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome, man. Um, looking at the Metacritic, it's got 89 as far as the averages go on Metacritic. It's got a user score of 8.2. I just laugh at this one, Bryce. Uh, some, someone gave it a 0 out of 10 saying, zero fan service in, the, in this game and the only fan service you have is you merging a female character with a male one. Wow, more. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Uh, obviously, that's probably a troll, but... Um, Good on them, I guess. I guess if that's what they want to do with their time, they can leave a zero out of tens on on Metacritic. But sort of average, it's been getting about eights or nines relatively mm -hmm. from major outlets. You'd probably want to pay attention to. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a pretty big success. It's how do you feel like you know you came off basically Nintendo Switch Sports and Mario Strikers, feeling just just like you're being kicked in the nuts by Waluigi. How do you feel about Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Does it sort of make you go, oh, look, here's a, here's a game that's hitting from Nintendo for me. Thank God. Um, I think partly yes, but I don't accredit Nintendo for it. Um, I was a little bit concerned when they pushed the release date forward. Mm. That That had me concerned. That's not a Nintendo thing to do. They've never really done that. It's just yeah, um, it's, it's rare. Full stop in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something that happens. But I guess I guess they were just ready, and then they were basically like, "Well, technically, you guys just need to print print cartridges. That's about it." Yeah. <laughs> so I, it does it does feel like nothing was particularly rushed. I think Monolith are all over it. They know their game. They know their series. They're not, you know, they're not stupid. They know how to they know how to work it to a T. They know what Xenoblade is. They know what people love about Xenoblade, and they just replicate it every time. Uh, so they definitely, they definitely pulled that out of of the hat, the proverbial hat. Like it's perfectly fine. It's a good game. Uh, there's nothing I could say right out the box. It's just like a real problem. I had a crash in the beginning minutes of the game, but since then I've not had a problem. Um, so that's good. Uh, I think. Like so far, I I'm not entirely certain as to sort of where it's going to end up, but at the current point in time, um, the scores it's getting, I can I can see them topping out. Yeah, I think I think uh, I just need that little bit more time to sort of get where I need to be to be happy. <laughs> Is that <laughs> in general can... or just the game? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> in, in, like before, I can happily say that like. You know, it's a thing and mm. uh, like deserves scores and stuff like that. But I think I, I credit that to Monolith before I do Nintendo easily. Um, they know their stuff. They know their game. Um, Nintendo made a decent enough call to release it um, as it is, which is very indifferent to say to what they have with the last few games that they've released where they've completely fucked that call up. Um, We're still waiting for half the game for each one to come out, let yeah. alone <laughs> let alone um, get a full game. 
well, that's the thing is like, you know, with with this game being the way it is, it's 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 definitely got my mood back into Switch playing, but it doesn't really resolve my beef. So, um, <laughs> not the beef. You got to just braise well, that beef, mate. It's 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 now it's August first time of recording. It's August first, mm-hmm. right? There's a there's a lot in the next few months that have got a ride. You know, you've probably got Splatoon. You've probably got Bayonetta. You've probably got you've got Pokemon. You've got Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. that's that's three months covered out of the four for the year. As far as I I can't. October's pretty busy. I guess there's Mario Plus Rabbids. There's like mm. the ports coming from Square Enix and Atlas if yeah. you want to play those on Switch. Um, yes. So October's just busy full stop just on all platforms, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're sort of like, we are getting to the point now where you know, we've only got a few games left that we know of. Everyone's sort of hold, holding hope maybe for like that one game where it gets announced randomly on Twitter, whether it is like Metroid Prime Remake or whatever probably not huge project will come out of Nintendo, but personally, I'm just like, I don't really need another game from Nintendo that we already know of. Like, it looks pretty good to me. It'd be nice mm-hmm. if the, if if Zelda hit, like, it would be insane. Like, the lineup would just be nuts. But without Zelda, it's like, it's it's, it's all very nice, but it's not, it's not as insane as what it could have potentially been, but need a bit mm-hmm. more time for Zelda. I'd rather that just be the only game that comes out for four months. Just <coughs> let it... Let it breathe, so I don't want, don't get dragged away or want to play something yeah. else. And I feel the same about Zelda as well. Zelda, Zelda for me is you know the next big thing that I really, really, really give a shit about. Um, I care about everything else coming out. Yeah, sure. You know, Splatoon, I want it to succeed. Pokemon, I want it to succeed. Um, you know, Bayonetta, I, you know, I, I have all faith in the world for Bayonetta because it's not directly in-house Nintendo. So, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, I think um, just waiting on waiting on Breath of the Wild 2 is definitely the fucking thing at the moment that's really disc drive spinning in my head where I'm like, man, this better be good. It better be good. It better do everything the first game did, but better. Um, it better, you know, have have a story for those people who are going to complain about not having a story. It's just got to be one of the best games of all time. That's all it needs to do. It literally has no choice. Anuma, get your shit together and um, make sure your team puts together one of the best masterpieces that the uh, video game industry has ever seen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if it's not? Yeah, but real, like dead serious. Can you imagine if it's not? Yeah, no, that's what's, um, that's why I'm, you know, worried about them because, they have the highest ex- expectations, like, especially since it's been so long as well. Like this isn't like a two-hour like, oh look, we're gonna use use some reuse some assets and tell you a different story. So no, this is they they've been up to something. They've this is a full-on brand new game, which is obviously in the same world, and I dare say is running on similar engines and all that. But yeah, no, this is this is something that they've put everything into. It's been delayed multiple times. So yeah. just with that, the expectations go up. So here we are. I'd like look after Ooh. after you know picking up Mario Strikers and stuff. We've been funding <laughs> funding Zelda pretty much just through some other bullshit. So <laughs> you'd hope so. Oh God! Oh no! Oh, what happened? Did you just wear yourself? 
No. Xenoblade Three is almost a perfect, perfect. In it, oh, okay, yeah, I can't, I can't say too much because it'll spoil it. Shit. You're gonna give the audience blue balls now. We've got no idea what you're on about, but you just now you won't, won't even tell us. Okay, all right. This happens in the first ten minutes of the game. Okay, I'm like it, it's explained. Right, the spoiler first warning minutes. for so twenty seconds. Very, very light spoiler warning. But the point of the point, like in Xenoblade Chronicles Three, the initial point for pe- for people having a war is to feed the flame clock which the flame clock for each colony is a power source for like the entire army okay now imagine all those those and the way it gets fed is dead soldiers energy like life energy mm-hmm. so can you just imagine nintendo's trying to feed the flame clock with these games 100%. That is a great analogy. Yeah, no wonder you just uh, had a bit of an aneurysm I'm like, on, the, oh, on the podcast. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh no, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is like the perfect analogy. Mm. I'm like, it's 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 literally perfect. It's feeding the flame clock. <laughs> oh my fucking God, no. Oh, well, it, oh. it is what it is. You know, next year when Zelda comes out and it's just fantastic, I'm like, oh, look, you can have Strikers. There you go. There you go, Zelda. For Zelda to run, Strikers had to... Just full on its face. Full and, on its face. You know, yeah. Literally tripped over the fucking it tri- it tripped over the fucking paint <laughs> of the starting line. It's like, all right, I'm gonna run the best marathon of my life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't even I've got no legs. How am oh, I no, gonna play the football? Sli- it's slightly unlevel. <laughs> well, I said there's a there's lots of rumors going around, Bryce, that um, you know, Kid Icarus Uprising's getting a switch port. And I mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting this out there that if that come if that ever comes out, whether it's in ten years or next year or whenever, if it comes out and it's bad, I'm deleting the house of Mario. The the RSS feed's getting deleted, and we're not <laughs> we're not Nintendo podcasters anymore, Bryce. You know, so that's um that's the warning. I mean, it's not going to happen anyway. But yeah, well, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean? You don't know? I I I I honestly don't think it will. I don't know. I um I need something to hope and believe in, Bryce. So don't take this away from me, mate. Let let me what, live what my do you life. Mean something hope, what do you mean something to hope and believe in? We've been hoping and believing in things, and all it's done is bring us pain. I oh, know. This is this is the last stand, Bryce. This is it. That's what I mean. What like, Kitty Chris Uprising is the last stand. Yeah, it is. You're gonna die. You're gonna die on that hill. No way. It's not it, like the chances of it happening is so low. <laughs> so astronomically low. Well, I think looking like looking Be at that. With yourself. Look, it's uh it's not high, but um, you know, Metopia came came before uh, Kid Icarus. So I'm like, oh, well, someone someone over there's <laughs> someone over there's thinking about something. I don't know. <laughs> sure, but how how much did Kid Icarus? Hang on, Kid Icarus uprising. How much did Kid so, Icarus uprising? So it's about three three million. Which isn't too bad. For like it was a, three million. Yeah, I think it was over three million, three point something. Because I, I looked it up the other day when we were talking about Kitty Icarus on the game gathering. It was like Metopia. yeah, yeah, Metopia probably smashed it. I, I don't know because uh, Metopia was ported by Grezzo, so like, um, my like hope was uh, yeah, Grezzo would be working on it, and there was a. A bit of a, there's a leak that um, Bandai Namco is working on a an action game that's been ported, 
So it's like, mm-hmm. oh. Wow, actually, no. It was actually pretty shit. So the Switch version of Metopia sold more than the 3DS one. Okay. And what was that? Yeah. Metopia sold 1.2 million. Ah, uh, good. Um, and it sold 1.8 on Switch. And then Kid Icarus Uprising. Just to double check your data. Uh, as of like 2020, I think as well. Three, uh, 3.169 million copies. Yeah. Well, not not yeah. too bad. That's fine. No, you're right. Yeah, it's not too bad, but I still, yeah, I don't know. I still don't have a lot of faith. Mm. Look, when I say- I think it, we'd be more likely, I think we'd be more likely to get a new Kid Icarus title. I'll be just, whole. Oh, I'll be just as happy. I'll be happier with a brand new game. I just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just really hope we get it one day, but um, I don't know. I've been banging the drum a bit too much about it. Everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up, Drew! Shut up about your stupid well, look, pig look game." What happened, look what happened to Strikers! <laughs> look what happened to Strikers! Yeah, was that our fault? Timmy is an average kid. <laughs> no one understands. All he wanted was Strikers, and now it's just came out shit. Hmm. I can't, even, I can't even play along with that, Bryce. I'm that upset. But uh, <laughs> we're all a bit upset, mate. We're so, is upset. there anything else you'd like to say about Xenoblade Chronicles Three before we um, move on to some other games I've been playing? Uh, no, it's good. It's good. Um, but uh, remember that uh, just because Nintendo's had one good game come out doesn't necessarily mean it's on them <laughs> because it's not. Monolith, Monolith know their game and they do it very well and they've done a pretty incredible job on this from what I can tell so far. So good on you, Monolith. Good on you, Monolith. Well done. Here's a gold star from Bryce. Very hard to earn those gold stars from Bryce. It keeps them in his you pocket. Did it. You did it in Comic Sans and it's a bit like really badly drawn. Hmm. Hmm. Excellent. Well, like I alluded to earlier, I was been playing a lot of Stray recently. I won't talk about it too long because we've done a, like a whole our discussion on the game, but I really liked it. I don't know if you've seen much on the game, Bryce. I played a little bit. Oh, you played a bit. Nice. Uh, have you signed up to like the PlayStation Plus Extra? Is that how you played it? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've um I've really enjoyed it. I love like the exploration around the city, going around as a cat. I like how yeah. it's like a point and click as like you're jumping around, so you're not just like flailing about. It actually looks like like a an en- like an energetic. Cat jumping around, not falling off well, buildings. Well-articulated cat, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. What do you think of the game, Bryce, from what you've played? Yeah, it's fun. Um, I I like... I like the whole concept of this little uh, this little cyberpunk world and you're just, you're just a cat, man. You're just, you know, you're doing, you're doing your little yeah. thing. But, like, uh, I didn't get too far. I played maybe about an hour with Jade. Um so we both sort of passed off the controller each other to each other and played a little bit and you got the little robot dude and sort of went forward a bit uh it's definitely very intriguing and i uh, definitely want to get through it i'm not sure how long it is i can't be that long surely i finished it in six hours yep so i'd like to get to the end of it which you know good one one good session to sit down so mm. yeah, yeah for for me like it took me forever to get that six hours in because just like every now and again i'll pick it up um, you know, Lucas is on the ground playing with his toys. I get through a bit. Lucas is upset. Pause it. You know, work him out, make him happy again. 
pick up the controller again. And it was just like that. And that six hours just like got dragged over like a week. It took me forever just to get, get it finished. And that's, um, that's like a lot of the reason why like, I like playing on switch. At least I can maybe just have it in front of my face instead of trying to either get Chantel off the TV or, um, yeah, be just sat right there. So yeah, no, it took me, it took me forever <laughs> to get through. It took me like a week. You know what that means? You need to buy another PS5. Oh no, I'm. Uh, I probably will when I find them. If I find another one, I'll probably trade in the old PS4 Pro I've still got, so it won't be too it's expensive. Still impossible to find. Mm. Yeah, every now and again, like, a- like at EB Games, they'll be like, "Here, like here it is, nice and cheap." Not cheap. Yeah, but- well, <laughs> no, not cheap. Yeah, base <laughs> price never goes on sale. But like, I had to explain yeah. to an American friend. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think you understand. I'm like, we still can't get them. Can they in the States now? Are they finding them a bit yeah, easier? Yeah, they, they, they find them pretty relatively easy, but I'm just like, here, mate, no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way here. You have to like wait in fucking line. You have to hope you can get one. If not, you have to wait a little bit longer and you're going on a digital wait list. And like, it's even like even Xbox is the same. And Xbox sells less. You know? Mm, yeah. I think like the Series S, you see that around a fair bit, but. Not the X, though. No, no, definitely not the X. The X is never around. And, like, I've had to send back two of those fuckers. So. <laughs> yeah, so you're hogging them all. That's why. Well, how well, I paid I paid the price for them. I waited in my turn in line, and then I got sent a broken one. I don't know what you want me to tell you. No, that's all I want you to tell me. I don't need you to tell me anything else. Do you want my broken? Do you want my two broken Series Xs? Do you still have them? No. Oh, well, I don't want them, then, because you can't give them to me. You're giving me false... Hope you, and you don't want you don't want you don't want a Series X with a melted GPU and Series X with a broken disk drive. Yeah, well, I can put them on top of each <laughs> other and just have them like like a chair leg. Be Series handy. X, Series Series XX XX. Yeah, need three of them. Put them together, you get some. You get a nice. Uh, I, I could have. I could have. I could have. Yeah, Series XXX. Yeah, Series Triple X. Make it a make it a long sword instead of a bunch of fridges. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted that fridge, but it, it went real quick. And then they put it up for pre order again, and I was thinking to myself, like, do, do you I need- really need a bar fridge? <laughs> and the answer was absolutely not, not really. Let alone no. a, let alone an expensive small one. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been neat to have, but would have just been for the sake of having, right? Yeah. House. It was cool that they did it, but you know, my house isn't that big. I can walk to the fridge. <laughs> oh, mate, no, I think you need to keep all your Red Bulls in your in your gamer fridge. Yeah, that's mm. probably a good idea not to f- fill up your fridge with energy drinks because then you'll drink them and you'll have a heart attack. Well, that's the gamma way of life. It's true. Maybe that's how I get through Stray a bit quicker through the week. Just get on the energy drink. Start speed running Stray. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a trophy for the speed run, so maybe maybe I do need it. Yeah, there's a trophy for beating it in two hours. Two hours. Yeah, and it's it's pretty doable too. Like once you know all the solutions, like you can just sort of run right through it if you, when you know what you're going. Nice. Yeah, because uh, l- looking at the game, um, I was sort of like looking at the trophies and oh look, two hours to beat. Maybe it's like a four hour game, and when I was getting to like five hours, I'm like, oh my god. Am I a bit slow? Am I? <laughs> is something wrong with me? And hearing other people online, like they said, they like beating it like three and a half hours. I'm like, Jesus Christ! How, how did you do that? 
because I'm just going around. Like I'm jumping on the table. I'm knocking things off. I'm just exploring. I'm not wasn't in a rush <laughs> no. whatsoever. I think that's that's probably the best way to play the game. If you've beaten it for the first time and you just, you know, three hours, like, oh, did you have a look in all the buildings, get all the collectibles, do all that? don't know. Well, I mean, you get people like me that play 18 hours of Xenoblade Chronicles in three working days. You know, you get people like me that are just like, I want to know more because I've got limited time. So, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I did with The Last of Us Part <laughs> 2. I basically just like, yeah, went through it and... Everyone was like, how did you beat it so quick? I'm like, no, I went on easy and I shot people I ran through. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm going to get spoiled if I'm just like stuck on a boss or something like that. So, And that's the thing. That's what, that's what it's like with video games these days. There's, they're as bad as movies. People are like very quick to talk about them like in a public forum and just be like, huh, you don't know shit. And you're like, oh, like, please, I'm like 20 hours into this 80-hour game. I know you've finished it, but I've still got 60 hours to go. Please don't fuck it for me right right now. Mm. Because, like, it, it it's worse it's worse with a video game than it is a movie because, like... Oh, yeah. You know, 20, 20 hours in or whatever, and then somebody fucks that up for you. Like, you, you get to, it's like, spoil something that's, like, 60 hours in of, like, an 80-hour game. You're just like, oh, now I've got to get... I'm gonna get like forty hours in before that spoil spoiler is actually relevant, but it's most likely going to change everything for the rest of the game for me. Like fuck, that's that's just like um, if that happens, you just just swig vodka and kill your brain cells. So if you do that for forty hours, by the time that story beat comes up, you won't remember shit. So maybe that's a strategy you can implement if that ever happens to you. Well, it's either that or I just fucking put the game down, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if the spoiler's that bad, then, like, it's going to ruin the rest of the experience for me. I would literally just put the game down. Yeah, that's that's something I, I've been thinking about a lot recently, too, when, like, it comes to us talking about games. Because for me, like, there's some, basically, like, outlets that, you know, do, like, review discussions, um, like, a couple of days before the game comes out. And I'm like, I already feel like I'm behind. When mm-hmm. I'm like, even if I, uh, like, see see the name of the title or whatever. I'm like, oh, man, I'm already behind. And, like, people, like, if everyone's finished Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I'm like, oh, well, bloody, I'm behind already. And there's, like, an 80-hour game. So you just feel like you're behind all the time and you just, you can just never catch up to these, like, big outlets. So, like, you know, for this show, it's, you know, I, I know you've smashed it out a lot more than maybe some people have this week. But for the most part, you know, like you're playing the exact same time everyone else is. So yeah. if they listen to you talk about the game, they don't feel like, oh, shit, I've got to catch up to Bryce or whatever. It's just um, like a sort of a more natural thing. Yeah, well, mm. that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I would like to play these things early. <laughs> but um, the reality is is that uh, I don't. I'm the same as everybody else. I'm just a humble little man that plays his video games one step at a time. And... Um, if it's a game I really like, I'll literally, sh- I'll fucking, I'll keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. I, I guarantee you, I reckon I'll have it finished this week. Really? Yep. Not not like in the capacity that I want it to be, but <laughs> I could I could easily finish the story this week. Easy. You're up. But whether, whether I actually want to do that or whether like I want to set the time aside and just do some other shit, you know, that's really up to the whims of time and like my level of like, spoiler danger right so yeah I, I could be done i could be done in the next few days easy i reckon I mean, I'll, no I'll, problem i would say just from like you know 
you know, a point of view, just maybe make it a maybe maybe make it two weeks. Do some side quests, do some exploration. Maybe have a day break in between. Just enjoy yourself. Don't don't burn yourself out, mate. You've been waiting for this game no. for a long time. Don't don't burn it out. Just you know, the first week, mate. Just looking out for you. Just look after yourself. Maybe go outside. I know it's freezing cold. It's raining, but go outside. Shit the bed. Yeah, shit your bed. Shit the bed. Go outside. Shit the bed. Oh, you pussy. Do you, like, do you like my streaming cat? Streaming cat. Yeah. Whenever I pull my microphone down, he has to come and be annoying. Mm. I don't know why. It's always the microphone. He has to come down and be annoying. Interesting. I wonder if it's like letting off like a bit of a harm or something that only cats can hear and they get yeah. attracted to it. Yeah, I mean, the microphone is always on, so there's no reason it shouldn't. But mm. Oh, it's always on. Yeah. People are always listening. You're always... Always on. 24-hour podcast, just... The family discussions yes. throughout the day. Get the fuck off that cow on the top. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the cat or the kids? Nah, both. <laughs> Easily. Uh, they've been watching you play too much Stray. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, he is a ginger cat. He is a ginger cat. He's Stray-worthy. Mm. Stray-worthy. Um, stray-worthy. I've also been playing a, a Fire Emblem... Warriors Three Hopes as well, which I've been really enjoying. It's probably the first Warriors game that's actually really clicked with me, to be honest. Oh yeah, but yeah. Like you know, even Zelda, like Horror Warriors, I played. I'm like, ah, I sort of, I sort of like you know, it didn't really click with me that much. And I got Fire Emblem Warriors on um, Switch in 2017 when it came out, and that was a similar thing as well. I'm like, ah, <laughs> then Age of Calamity, I, I bought that, and I wasn't even, I didn't even, barely even started up. I don't think. I'm like, nah. <laughs> But this game, I've actually been like, I've I've been looking forward to you know getting back into the Fire Emblem um, sort of world, especially like the three houses and all the characters. And typically with Fire Emblem, I usually fall off pretty early. Jesus Christ, he's uh, putting his camera back and forth. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> I usually drop off pretty early, and I I don't really know why. So I've been making like a a really Big effort. Yeah. yeah, big effort to sort of try and you know make sure it doesn't happen. And I've been playing a lot of Stray and a couple of other games on PlayStation, but now that I've sort of wrapped them up, I'm um, just putting all my focus into this, and it's um it's excellent. I've I'm basically like how many hours? I'm about thirteen hours, I think, in, and it's just getting mm-hmm. to the point now when the tutorial's stopping, which is which is good because like when I get home from work or whatever, and it's nine o'clock, I'm like, all right, I just want to play a game. And like just like being taught things that late at night, I'm like, all right, can I just can I please just mush the Y and X button to go and kill some <laughs> soldiers? Like that's kind of what I need at the moment. But like yeah. every single bit's like, oh, these are the mechanics in the battle. It's like, all right, I think I think I'm wrapped around this combat system. You get back to the camp where this game's based, like, and it's got all the facilities, all the characters you can talk to, and just tutorials on tutorials talking about every single facility. Uh, the character relationships, how this works in the game. You go on expeditions, and uh, you know strengthen your relationships with your your team that way. And just like, like, oh my god, just just that's enough. Just tell me a story and let me beat up some guys. And I think I'm finally to the point now when it's it's told me enough. Where it's like, all right, mate. I think uh, I think you can graduate and actually have some gameplay without being interrupted. I'm like, thank God for that. So last couple of hours, I've been enjoying it probably even a lot more. And um, I'm keen to sort of see what this story goes because I um, I didn't really get much into Three Houses. 
so I'm going to this basically just like this is like my first sort of look at the story, which is going to be really weird to some people. And when I go back to three houses, um, seeing what the actual, you know, real story is, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of weird. Be like, oh, look, this is, this is different. It's like, no, that's how it's meant to be, Drew. It's like, not in my canon, mate. My canon's the, <laughs> my, the, the warrior's canon is uh, how it is. But um, playing through with the Black Eagles. Um, so, yeah, just basically going through, being the bad guy, invading everyone. Feels good. But um, I don't know what it's like on the other side. I don't know if uh, I'm on the right or not, to be honest. But I don't think so. I think Adelgard's, um she's she's got some she's got some problems. That 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 young lady. But here's what it is. Hmm. Uh, they've all got problems there somewhere, mate. That's the thing with them. That's all right. of them. We got problems. Yeah, no, no one's perfect, Bryce. Yeah, no one's perfect. No, I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's uh, very interesting to hear you say that. To be honest. Yeah, because it, like I said, like you know, you loved horror warriors. You loved like the Dynasty Warriors games. For Nintendo crossovers, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. I sort of looked at them and whatever, but I'm definitely more interested in going and checking out some of the past games now. Like, I've got um, Age of Calamity, I've got it downloaded. <laughs> I've actually been the main game I've been playing, Bryce, is re-downloading everything on my terabyte SD card. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main game I've been playing because um, whenever I get a new SD card, I try to transfer it over with the computer so I don't have to re-download everything, but it just never works. I can never get it to work so the, the Switch can read it. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll just re-download everything. And it's, it literally takes a week. <laughs> Even though I got like the Ethernet cable plugged into like the new dock, it's uh, it's a slow process. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, I'll have like everything downloaded. So I'll have um, Fire Emblem Warriors. I'll have Age of Calamity. I'm thinking about picking up Horror Warriors on, on Switch as well when it comes with all the DLC and stuff. Cause I, I haven't played a Zelda game probably a little while now. Like Link's Awakening was a little while ago and I haven't touched Breath of the Wild in probably two or three years. So I'm keen just to get some Zelda goodness into me. And if I can just go and hack some stuff up and get a bunch of like super moves with Majora's Mask Moon, just crashing into the earth and just all the crazy stuff that goes on in that game. I'm, I'm actually kind of keen for it now and go through like all the challenges and the style of like the, with like that uh, map, which is like the original Legend of Zelda, as you're prog- progressing through it, I'm like, I'm actually kind of really in the mood for that, as we speak. But that might that might die off. I don't know. But yeah, I've got to get through this game first. Well, that's right. Yeah, gonna make it all the way through, baby. Yeah, gonna do a, a review discussion with um, uh, Delfino. Actually, gonna talk to her on Encore about it. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, hell yeah. She's playing through with the uh, the. Uh, the Blue Lions. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> nice. Dimitri. Cool. He's a nice Dimitri. man. He's a nice man, Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Haven't actually met him in my playthrough yet, but maybe he's dead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I killed him. Oh, no. It's interesting, too, because so far, like, the whole... Uh, sort of thing in the game is that like, you know, Byleth is one of the bad guys or one of the um, enemy teams you're against. And she's only popped up probably three times so far. Not that many times? No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just staring at you. Just, yeah. 
All right, Bryce, we've got, a, we've got a, just a, a tiny amount of news to get through. So we'll go through that. Then we'll um, wrap up the show. All right. Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I fight for my friends. My body is still So we're getting some brand new amiibos, Bryce. We're getting Steve and Alex from Minecraft, a part of the Super Smash Brothers set. So it comes as a double pack. It'll be available on the 9th of September. And you can get it from the My Nintendo store and also in Australia, EB Games, JB Hi-Fi, wherever you want to get your silly little block man amiibos. So you played Minecraft a fair bit, Bros. You like amiibos. You play Super Smash Brothers. Are you going to pick yeah. up these these uh, block boys? I'm just not. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I haven't picked up an amiibo for a little while. Actually, I got Min Min. And that, that was purely because I got the uh, the Nintendo 64 controller from uh, my Nintendo. And yeah. I needed to add like an extra 10 bucks to get free shipping. So I basically like, do I spend 10 bucks on shipping or do I spend $17 on an Amiibo? But, hmm. Well, you got Min Min. Yep, I got Min Min. Beautiful. Wonderful. So that was my last, uh, last Amiibo, but doesn't do much for you. Nah, not no. at all. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I don't need a Chris. I don't. I don't need a fucking Steve Amiibo. I think you actually find you might need a Steve Amiibo, but no, I don't. No, I don't want enough. one. Fair enough. I don't want it. I don't want it, Drew. What you might want though, Bryce, is a Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster pa- Course Pass Two drops next week. You might want, to show, might want to check that out. It actually looks pretty good. Yeah, you've got the, the Australian course in it already. Yeah, so we got a, a Sydney-based course that is from Mario Kart Tour. So, you know, a game that um, I, I haven't experienced personally just with this uh, this course, but it, it's, it's cool that we're getting an Australian-based course, so that's pretty neat. Because the, the last uh, couple of um, Mario Kart Tour courses in the other DLC was pretty good. But we're also getting New York Minute, which is another Mario Kart Tour track. We're getting Mario Circuit 3, which is from the um, SNES Mario Kart. We get Camilleri Desert from Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. We're getting Waluigi Pinball, which is one I'm really excited about from Mario Kart DS. Getting Snowland from the Game Boy Advance. We're getting Mushroom Ridge, uh, Gorge, sorry, from the Wii version. And uh, Sky High Sunday, which is uh, basically a future Mario Kart Tour um, track that we're getting but we're getting it earlier in a uh, in deluxe so no it's pretty nice. cool not too bad it comes out on the uh, 4th of august so yeah i'll be checking it out i'll be playing it I've, you've got the the expansion pass i assume you'll jump into it yeah absolutely yeah what, um, you want to take a break from xenoblade i guess I'll play, I'll play for a couple of hours. It's typically what I've what I, what I did with the last one. I'll play for a couple of hours, have a couple of run of each courses, and then I'll be happy. And uh, if I ever play Mario Kart again, at least I know them. Yeah, I I think I went into it. and I just went. I just like three start it and yeah, called it a day. <laughs> so I might do the same here. Yeah. Oh, it's all all you need, mate. It's just a little bit of a return to Mario Kart. Just have some a little bit of funsies, and then you're you're all good. You've got your worth out of it. That's all you need. So it's all it is, just that little bit of time. How do you like the last last few courses? Did you, did you like the last few ones? Yeah, yeah. No, I really really enjoyed them. I can't quite think of. I can't quite remember what they were, just without looking at them. 
I thought Ninja Hideaway was fucking awesome. I thought that was a wicked course. Yeah, it was that a was a tall course as well. That was pretty cool. Yeah, mm. just like all the directions you can go and stuff. Yeah, and you're on like the yeah. rooftops. There's also like a crazy shortcut shortcut that you could pull off, but you needed like a max. I think it was like a max speed character and like, uh, th- like three mushrooms and like a, a tier three boost like there was a really really like crazy conditions you needed to do it but it was like one of the most complicated boost tricks um in the All entire right. in the entire lot yeah it was really really cool though <laughs> it's really cool yeah because we haven't seen like those massive shortcuts you can take in a little while like um with mario kart 64 on rainbow road that, that notorious shortcut you can take sort of we don't have a whole lot of those anymore where it's like you can do just massive shortcuts. No, yeah, it doesn't really happen. But uh, I think they're trying to keep it a little bit friendlier for the children who can't handle the controller as well, <laughs> you know? So. Someone think of the children, yes, we'll take out the big shortcuts, no worries, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, make it a little bit easier on the kidlums. Yes. And uh, last but not least, yes, this was a very short uh, sort of news week we've put into here, into this episode. But Sakurai is almost out of Smash Ultimate screenshots. Comes from Nintendo Life. And the article reads, Even though Super Smash Bros. Ultimate ended with the release of The Last Fighter's Past character, Kingdom Hearts Sora, it, um, it still hasn't felt over for us. That's because Sakurai, Mr. Smash Bros. himself, has continued a long-standing tradition of posting new, a new screenshot from the game every single day. We're envious of pretty much all of them as Sakurai managed to capture characters' locations and moments in such a perfect way that really understands the characters. In such, seeing these screenshots every day has brought us a little bit of happiness and envy. But it looks like this tradition might be over soon as Sakurai has admitted on Twitter that he's almost run out of screens. Calling it a workday ritual, the Super Smash Bros. series director admits he even took an extra 200 as we were wrapping up development, which means he's had some of these stored for a while. With today's announcement, Sakurai shared his next shot, one of Wii Fit Trainer in Flat Zone X bouncing off of the Fire Life net. So, um, man, it, it just sort of reminds me like, you know, Smash Brothers Ultimate's over. Like, it's been over for a little bit with the DLC and updates. Um, but even uh, the social media sort of stuff from Sakurai, so it's come to an end, Bryce. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, a little bit sad to see, but at the same time, I'm sure he's relieved. <laughs> I don't have to talk about Smash for a while. Yes. Yeah, I can go on a holiday. I can port oh. Kid Icarus Uprising the th- Switch. <laughs> 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 that ain't happening. Wishful thinker. Wishful thinker. Have you been playing Smash at all for like recently? You've been doing it on stream or anything? Or no, no, not 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 for the last few weeks. I find myself having Smash moods for a couple of weeks and then putting it back down. And mm. yeah, you just like that's what Smash is for, right? You don't have to like consistently be in there all the time. Yeah, no, unless, sure. you're, unless you're trying to prove professional, which good on you, but yeah, there was new tech discovered the other week. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I just, I haven't uh, really taken the time to understand it. So mm. yeah. Yeah. I sort of just um, turn it on just to, I'm getting through like the achievements at the moment. Um I've only got like a few left, but I got all the uh, all the spirits. 
that's all done. So it's just pretty much the yeah, the achievements and like the challenges to unlock. And uh, I've got all my hammers uh, saved up so I can smash them and not have to like complete just some real hard bullshit. Mm. So I got to like choose which uh, which ones I 100% don't want to do. But I've got some left for like online play because I haven't really done that much online play. So I've got like, you know, like like complete 100 matches, complete 200 matches, et cetera, et cetera. Do this certain thing with this certain character. My like, up. So that's probably what's going to take me the longest. I've actually like, it's going to make me just go online to complete them because I don't, I don't want to waste hammers on basically just play the game because there's some challenges in there which is like do like cruel brawl and like, you know, survive 10 minutes or whatever. Like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, it's not cruel brawl. I forgot what it's called in, in this one, but it rhymes. That sounds good. Cruel brawl from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Cruel brawl from Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah, no, fuck all those little things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so. exactly what I call a fun progression system. <laughs> just want my trophies, says Drew. <laughs> I, just, I just want the achievement and not do any work. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. It's not man. how life works, young man. It's not how life works. It is now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's jump into the red coin releases. Beautiful. <laughs> so first up, Ross, this is uh, one you were talking about, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, bring together the future of the Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. This title will take players to the world of, what's this place called, Bryce? Ioni, wait, Ionios, yeah, Ionios. I knew- I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get used to all the names again. Yeah, looking at it, I'm like, I, I'm probably going to butcher that, so I'll ask the expert himself. Uh, <laughs> home of the two hostile nations. So you get it for eighty bucks on the Australian eShop. You can also get the expansion pass for an extra. 45 bucks. So Bryce, have you got the expansion pass set up or is it just the... Uh... No, I haven't. I will though. Fair um, enough. Not yet, not yet, but soon. Hmm. Yeah. Next up is uh, Digimon Survive, which I actually picked up, but I'm waiting to finish uh, Fire Emblem before I get into Digimon Survive. Came out the same day as Xenoblade and I feel sorry for Digimon Survive. This has been in development hell for like four years and it got delayed and, and delayed <laughs> and delayed and delayed and it eventually delayed, came out on the same day as Xenoblade. So... <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to them. But yeah, uh, Digimon Survive presents a hybrid visual novel and tactics RPG set in the mysterious world filled with dangerous monsters and deadly battles that test your ability to, su- to survive. Uh, after getting lost on a school trip, uh, uh, Tazima finds himself transported to a world inhabited by ferocious foes and new allies. Uh um, join him and his friends as they fight their way back home. Craft your story in this thrilling visual novel with turn-based combat. A rich visual novel experience. Unfold a dark tale about friendship and survival that is jam-packed with exciting drama, a unique cast of characters, and potentially grim choices. A mysterious world. Explore uh, uh, otherworldly areas in this hidden secrets with Digimon to recruit. And the power is yours. Your choices affect gameplay, your bond with NPCs, your Digimon evolution, and the outcome of your adventure. A thrilling and strategic gameplay. Pursue your opponents to join your team and evolve them to 
fight alongside you in a thrilling turn-based battles. So yeah, I'm keen to get into this, but I don't want to uh, double up because I know what that's going to result in. Fire Emblem <laughs> not being finished. No, that's right. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I would I would like to play it as well, but it is it is sort of in the midst of just like literally everything. Mm, yeah, it's a rough time because if say it came out like the same day as like a Call of Duty game or something, it's like well you know completely different audiences, but the Xenoblade mm. audience is probably very similar to what you might expect um, to be playing a Digimon Tactics game. But it looks mm. pretty cool. Like a, I think like sixty percent of the game is like visual novel, making choices, talking to characters, recruiting, all that type of thing. And then the 40% is basically like in the combat, leveling up. And it's kind of like, I guess it looks like looks similar to Fire Emblem with like the grid-based combat, taking turns, um, all of that. It looks pretty cool. So I'm going to get into it. I think uh, there's also like three paths you can go down as well. So yeah, haven't been looking into it too much. There's no reviews out because Bandai Namco basically said, we don't want, we don't want the game spoiled. So... So there's no review copies sent out, so that's a bit of a red flag. Um, and also, they said that like chapter five, you know, don't post anything online. And you know, I think that's just that's just gonna make people post online. I think, but kind of similar to what um, Atlas did with Persona, being like, you know, past this certain part of the game, you can't post anything or, or stream it or anything. They're doing a similar thing with Digimon, so. The optimist in me just makes me makes me hope like, oh, that means they got a good story. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it is, mm. yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, 70 bucks. And um, I added this random one. I've got no idea what this is, but it looks a little bit interesting. It's called Gamma Boy Zero Origins. It's just under $15 on the eShop. And I've, I haven't read this at all, so this is news to me as well. It's like a just the artwork's like pixel, pixel art. I'll send you a link, Bryce, so you can have a, have a gander. Okay. Yeah, have a gander. That, mate. I mean, nice, nice little cheeky link. Yeah, I'll just give you a link. I can't give you a link, uh, everyone, anyone listening, because I don't have your, you send, uh, your Facebook you send account. Me, yeah, you just send me that cheeky yeah. link, mate. So explore the inner coincidence and multiverse in order, uh, uh, um, in order to recover your memories and become a gamma boy. After a couple of years after the events of Polid and, oh, God... <laughs> <laughs> we've got some name Urchison and uh, Ploids have formed the patrol that projects time and space to avoid repeating the story of Void and Ployed with Dr. Elo um, you are turning into the ultimate Ployed X but something is wrong with your memories you must travel to the multiverse in search of the sacred discs that contain the necessary information to be able to make the final step and evolve. All right. We've got some dot points. Relive the classic retro gameplay. Hardcore platforming levels. Challenging bosses with unique weaknesses. Even more fun with mini games. Extras and more. Mm. Well, yeah, yes. I'd, and more. <laughs> I didn't get that. What I didn't understand what they said at all. Yeah, I I didn't really I didn't really get that either. To be honest. <laughs> all right. Well, that's not helpful at all. Like I'm going through the screenshots. There's like it looks like a bit like a platformer in one, but then there's like air hockey in another plat another um screenshot. So I'm not I'm not quite sure what's going on with this game to be honest. 
But the publisher is Nape Games. Have you heard of Nape Games, Bros? No, I haven't. <laughs> Nape yeah. Games? Nape Games. Hmm. No, I don't know what to say about that game. That's a bit strange. There you go. Because there's uh, every week there's just so much uh, stuff on the eShop. And like checking out the list that Vooks.net puts together each week, it's uh, there's some stuff out. There really is. There was one, there's one with, uh, yeah, Hot go, hot Girls, no, Hot Cento uh, Girls and Love. What's this? Oh, God. Hey, want to warm up with me? This is an adventure game that <laughs> that uh, depicts and slap, depicts the uh, slapstick mishaps of a cross-dressing boy. He decides to dress up as a girl as part of running his grandma's traditional Japanese bathhouse. Is it really possible to run the Sento without cross without his cross dressing being exposed? Oh my god! Uh, the story. Why do I why do I have to dress up as a woman? Um, Ashka, who was just taking it easy during his summer vacation, finds out that his grandmother has been hospitalized, and his grandmother's hospitalization put the Sento uh, she ran in danger of having to close permanently wanting to do something about it he talked to his sister june uh june about it uh she asked him if if he was really serious about it oh this is strange apparently like sento it means it means bathhouse in japanese as well which is uh, right this uh th- what this points out i'm going through the screenshots it's just uh looks like a bit of a visual novel because of course it is um, mm-hmm. with, some, sense. with some women in it who are in a bathhouse. One's cleaning the floor. The other one is, uh, looks like they're handing out flyers trying to get customers to the bathhouse. Hmm. Well, there you go. You can get that for $10.20. Fantastic. Yeah, there's, just, there's some stuff, isn't there? Fantastic shit, yes. I want to know if there's Ooh. like these, if these like $10 visual novels that come out, are they any good? Like... I'm not into like a whole heap of visual novels. I hear about like the good ones and I like I put them basically on my wish list. Like I want to play like Dank and Romper. I want to play Digimon Survive. Like I got like a few that I want to play. But these like $10 ones, which are just random and come out, are they like, oh, this is a good time. It's a nice two-hour experience, 10 bucks. You're a, you're a cross-dressing boy in a bathhouse. Like is it is it what you'd want it to be? We'll never know. No, never will. Never figure it out. No, maybe I should just maybe I should just bite the bullet and get one of these one day and just play it. I think that's probably the easiest way to answer my question. Probably, um, there is there is like always the the odd case of like there's a hidden gem amongst the rough, right? And like visual novels are the perfect ballparks thing for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you might find an absolute gem in there, but most of it's just shit. So. You know, you really got to look for it. You really got to look for it. Hot Cento girls and love. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. All right. Beautiful. All right. That brings us to the end of the show, Bryce. Thank you very much for joining us in the, the house of Mario. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you uh, for having me uh, in my own show. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Well, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a bit of a bitch. I still, I? I, I still live here. I just have a lock on my door now, Dad. Yeah. You bloody, you need to come out of your room and eat your bloody dinner with your family, mate. Be a you bit need social. To, you, need, you need to, you need to come out of your room and podcast with your family, son. This is getting ridiculous. Bryce, you get out of your bloody room, mate. You're upsetting your mother. You're upsetting your mother, Ross. Do you want to upset your mother? I've got COVID, Dad. Fuck off. Oh well, fair enough, mate. You say, you say inside, you say inside your room, mate. You're doing us all a favour. I didn't realise you could have just said, mate. That's when the uh, that's when the communication comes in handy. All right, communication. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Good old communication solves everybody's problems, right? Oh well, it solved my problem. Do you want to know what my problem was, Bros? What was it? I'm not going to tell you now. All right, everybody. Thank you very Fuck. much. Yeah, anyway. For uh, listening to episode 229 of The House of Mario, we've got links to the Discord community in the show notes. Come and join us. We do uh, monthly game gatherings. And uh, this month, we're going to be talking about Star Tropics, which you can play on the uh, NES app. If you're, a, yeah. if you're a part of that subscription on the Nintendo Switch Online, which everybody loves, the mobile app. I know I do. I'm bringing my mother on every day. That's, that's the only way she communicates with me is Nintendo Switch Online mobile app. Oh. And she uses Hello, a she uses a little inkling um, icon. And that's uh, that's how I recognise my mum when she comes online. Drew, do we have to communicate through the Nintendo Switch online app? Shut up, mum. You shut up. You shut up, mum. I'm a true Nintendo fanboy. Yeah. Do you imagine? Like, yeah, there there'll be a fanboy out there. It's like, look, this is my communication from now on out. So if you want to talk to me, you beat up a you boot up a match of Mario Kart. Make sure I'm in it, and we can talk. Now, now son, I need you to look after the farm while we got a oh, fucking green shell. Fucking, <laughs> fucking green shell. I threw it too. <laughs> Who's Jesus the silly one? Fucking, oh Jesus fucking Christ! I'm such a fucking oh my god. <laughs> oh, who the who the fuck plays Meta Knight and Smash Brothers? This is bullshit. Meta Knight's been good for you know. Th- Couple of games now, bro. So, <laughs> so Super Smash Brothers Brawl. He's a bit of a bit of a cheeky little man. Bit of a shithead. Yeah, a bit of a shithead. He goes higher, higher, higher until you're dead off the top of the screen. Mm. All right. Um, I got a bit of a bit of a sore throat. I don't know. That's why I'm talking a bit. I, don't, I barely even talk this episode too. But better not be COVID, mate. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised to talk as much as I did. I'm working, working, waking up. <laughs> Waking up with a sore throat every morning, and you would think it'd be COVID, but it's not. I'm still positive uh, testing. Negative, I'm still so. positive about it. Oh, that's good. Still testing, testing positive, you know, testing negative. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's a bit odd. I don't know what the hell is going on here. Yeah. I really thought this would be it. I thought it was going to go down now, but apparently not. Apparently, my body is too strong for COVID. Congratulations, mm. mate! You've done but it. Not, not strong enough enough. Not strong enough for anything else, apparently. Just get sick with everything else when I've got COVID in the house. Yeah, well, fair enough. I hope you're well, my friend. I hope I'm well as well. But um, until next time, the doors to the house of Mario, they're closed. See you guys. Goodbye, boys and girls. The House of Mario, a Nintendo podcast, is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-host is Bryce DeWitt. 
If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, Encore at the House of Mario, A Drew Story and Crackin' Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.